Welcome to the New Yorker's November 28, 2005 issue. We have seven articles for you this week, beginning with a comment about Darfur, which, despite the presence of African Union forces there, remains overrun with violence and banditry. Then Jeffrey Tubin explains the resilience of the landmark abortion rights case Roe v. Wade. Catherine Boo reports from Tiraban Parish, Louisiana, and the neighborhood of Bayou Black, where victims of Hurricane Katrina are still struggling to move out of an emergency shelter. In this week's Shouts and Murmurs, Christopher Buckley takes a shot at writing the perfect college entrance essay. Then writer John McPhee gets in the cab of an 18-wheeler to get a first-hand view of life on the road. Television critic Nancy Franklin reviews The Colbert Report and The Boondocks. And finally, in A Current Cinema, Anthony Lane reviews Johnny Depp's new movie, The Libertine, and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. First, though, we begin with The Comment. It's called Missions, and it's written by Samantha Power. For the past two and a half years, the Arab-dominated government of Sudan has teamed up with sword-wielding marauders on horses and camels, known as Janjaweed, to butcher, rape, and expel non-Arabs living in the western region of Darfur. In May of 2004, the United States, Europe, and Africa settled on an imperfect solution for stabilizing the region, send in the African Union. The AU accordingly dispatched 60 unarmed observers and 300 green helmet soldiers to monitor a ceasefire between the government and the non-Arab rebels who were fighting it. What followed was a textbook example of mission creep. The ceasefire collapsed, the Sudanese Air Force and the Jean Jouid continued their deadly raids, thousands more non-Arabs were killed, and the rebels began to splinter into rivalrous groups. In response, in October of 2004, the AU sent in an additional 3,000 observers and soldiers. When that didn't stem the violence, it sent more troops. By this month, more than 200,000 people had died, and 2 million had been displaced, and the operation had come to include almost 7,000 people, some 40 international staff, 700 military observers, 1,200 civilian police, and nearly 5,000 soldiers, mainly from Nigeria and Rwanda. Initially, the African Union, the Western powers, the government of Sudan, and the United Nations all seemed to benefit from the arrangement. The AU, which had been launched in 2002 to provide African solutions to African problems, capitalized on the West's guilt over the 1994 genocide in Rwanda and received nearly half a billion dollars for the Darfur mission. Thabo Mbeki, South Africa's president, later said...